On Second Shot, we tackle two new headlines every week to find out what kind of wisdom the world is dishing out today. And we want you to be a part of that. When you see a headline you want to take a second shot at, or if you're looking for advice, or just want to tell us what you think of the show, email us at secondshotcast at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, rate us on iTunes. This helps us move up in the ratings so more people will see us. And if you want to hear more, subscribe to the show so that the new episodes will get straight to you every single Friday. We love you. Thanks for listening and enjoy. There's a lot of news in the world today. News that might surprise you, startle you, upset, or maybe impress. News that's not always for the faint of heart. That's why the man who failed his way to success, Heath Oaks, is stepping up. Tackling today's headlines with ignorance on fire in a way only a millennial mogul can. Take off your sport coat, grab a beer, and enjoy the conversation. This is Second Shot with your host, Heath Oaks. I don't care who you are, this new studio... It's still, it's so funny because it makes you feel like you're famous because you're sitting here in this all fancy thing and it's all this glass and these people walking by looking in like they think we're somebody important. Exactly. Look it at me. So Look funny. at me. They think Lights we're so important. Lights changing yeah, colors, yeah, yeah. mood settings. They got it all fancy. The big, I mean, it's like, yeah, and we're not famous at all or nobody important. And <laughs> we have, have no fun idea. here. Yeah, it's uh, true. <laughs> it helps with my ego for, <laughs> for an hour. <laughs> oh, you'll be able to live on that for a while. I don't care what you think about me. It's what, what I think about me that counts. <laughs> That's right. This is Scott back again, buddy. Good to see you on another episode. Good to be here. And Zach, as always, on, on the mic, still not hanging out with the peasants out here. Look, uh, come on now. I, I respect you guys more than you know. That's why you get the cool studio. I'm sitting here in a cave. Uh, and anybody yeah. who's watching this on video knows. They, they can see. They know the truth. No, you made sure you still had the camera on you. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Zach. Thank you, Heath. I love you, too. Yeah, that was still sweet. All right. Which first headline? Oh, yeah. this, first one, this first one. <laughs> I have a feeling this first one's going to get Scott a little fired up. I think he got a little fired up as we were even talking about it. Yeah, let's get cracking on this. First headline is children struggle to hold pencils due to excessive use of iPads. Experts are saying <laughs> overusing touch devices like iPads, iPhones, damage children's dexterity, preventing the kids' finger muscles from developing in a way that would allow them to hold pencils correctly once they start school. Children are not coming to school with the hand strength and dexterity they had 10 years ago, according to experts. What do you guys think about this? Uh, first of all, Zach, though, what the heck does dexterity? <laughs> it's a shoe, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I saw that on a rack once. Yeah. <laughs> Zach's always a smart one, you know, not like me. Um, I mean, but I when you heard this headline, I oh, think you were just about like, because you, you got the kids in the ripe age of everything. And and obviously growing up, even, you know, my age, like th- this wasn't a problem because it really wasn't. I mean, Jenny was just talking about the other day that um, there was a deal going around of, of making a push to make sure kids didn't get cell phones till eighth grade. And I was like, really? We got to push it for that? <laughs> Like, wait, wait till eighth grade. Like, it's crazy. This is crazy. Oh, they'd be so far behind these days. Really? Eighth grade. Oh, that may just be grandparents once they hit eighth grade if they don't have a, an iPhone. Or... I have a feeling you've gone through a little bit of this whole issue that, with the oh, with do pen, I? You know, a very similar to a pencils and iPad. Like, I've got a son that's got an iPad, an iPod, an, iPh- an iPhone. So is that a bad thing or a good thing? You know, it, uh, it depends on how tired I am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So what you're saying is it's a very selfish tool. <laughs> it, it can be. No, there, there's some good things, but there's also there's there's some challenges. Yeah. And and we we, we deal with those. We talk about it on a regular basis. That uh, it uh, they they can be on those things so much that they lose touch with the reality of the world. Yeah. And what's going on around them, as they're tuned into their little little spectrum. Yeah. But I know we have to limit time. Yeah. And. Uh, 
We try not to use it as a punishment, but we, we utilize it as a punishment. But why too. wouldn't you want to use it as if they like doing something? The whole point of punishment is losing something that you that you like. So why not? <laughs> because I'd, I'd like to be taking something else away from him in life <laughs> than just that. Because <laughs> it's because it is time sometimes where you actually can get some peace and quiet as a parent. No, there is there's, there's and there, there's things they can can do constructively. I mean, they they do homework on them. Uh, they they do. Uh, you know, self-taught learnings and IXL maths, and there's a lot of neat programs schools are tapping into. It makes it easier for us as parents as well because we can kind of learn some of the lessons as they're being taught. But when it can be excessive, I mean, I know we've got friends that are they're doing the Minecrafts and all these Robloxes and whatnot, and and the scary part is what you don't what, what you don't know that they're doing. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. it's easy to hide. Yeah, yeah. And uh, but they can get out there, and uh, but well, our especially son, when their dad's you, and you can't, you don't even have nothing but LinkedIn, so you don't know anything. About, oh, exactly, I don't know. I had to I've walk you through a, how to download podcasts. I had to fall back on my <laughs> wife. She said Snapchat the other day, and I thought she uh, was making green beans or something. Uh, <laughs> snap peas, <laughs> snap peas. Uh, it, it, it's crazy. You know, but this is this old old uh, this this this. You know, I think this is a a conversation at every turn of every era. How do you uh, mirror? How do you how do you figure out that middle road of old school and new school? Because look, here's the thing: is technology stuff can advance kids to knowing more than what we knew. When oh, we were yeah, they have to. They have to be. They have to have they technology have to, have to be successful. Just just in elementary school and middle school. Yeah, they've got to be able to navigate a computer. The, the you know the you know, and one of the other bigger things too is now it's even like cursive is really kind of gone because handwriting itself is is really not as um, um, you know a bigger thing because everything's done through email and technology and all that. And you know, me, I don't know if I could really, you know, I learned cursive when I was a kid, right. but like, but I haven't used it so long. I don't know really. I wonder if I right, make right. up letters as I, I try. Mean, when you think of your school days, when you say you need to write a paper, yeah. a two-page paper, what's yeah. the first thing that came to your mind? pencil and a little notepad and a, and a cramping on the head and yep. you're counting the words so that you make sure you yes. got it long enough yes. now they're typing these things up and uh they, they don't but it's not always a bad thing technology moves things forward faster so um now i but, and but it's gotta be in balance so because the, the, i do have a bias of an old school i'm gonna know, i mean as you know scott um you know me very well that i'm a very old soul I'm abs- a, I, I may be younger but i'm an extremely old soul i'm an extreme I almost side always more with the old way of doing things right, versus right. new way. Right. But I don't want that to halt me or my child's learning of the new way. But 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 also I think with with our kiddos, I want to make sure that they have a little old school in them as well. Yeah, I, I think so too. You know, they need it. They need to to get out and play. Yep. They need to have a swing set. They need to yep. go out and play catch. Where where it becomes a challenge is, and what what I love, I have a, a common bond with my son of of baseball. And he's a great little baseball player. Yeah. And uh, and so he he wants to be doing the all the stuff on the on the deal, but we we set it aside so we can have time together to be out outdoors, physically doing things together and building that bond. And, and our daughter likes to ride horses, you know, and she's doing all her stuff. That was her third birthday party. That was theme. her third birthday. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. She's horses. still riding horses today. And uh, so what do you? Is there anything that you do to make sure y'all are watching that? Is there something to give us tips on? Like how do we? Like do do you have to keep a schedule to see? If you're making, I mean, because I, I would say that I think that. Uh, oh, yeah, that we've got to have, that, we, we've got we, we have 
certain amount of screen time they can have in a day. Yeah. And and certain things that have to happen before they can have screen time. So gotcha. That's we, called we, screen we, time. That's, yeah. good, that's a good little. So in the morning, we've got to have. Hey, uh, Zach, you'd be screwed because you probably spend 90% of your day on yeah. screen time. Well, the challenge of Because that's what you do I for a living. I love technology. Yeah, well, yeah. But that's also what you do for a living. Yeah. You right. know what I mean? Yeah, but our doctor also, also is sold. And it, 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 the mood can be affected by the amount of screen time you're having. Especially got, as a young kid when you're developing so yeah, much. Yeah, and they've got it so close to their face and, and all the gamma rays, whatever it is that my wife knows more about it than I do. But, I mean, it's not just the thumbs. They're going to lose. The, the, my son can get irritated very easily after he's been on one of those devices for a long time. Right. And uh, well, and that's where we've got it. We, we limit. And I think that line is is when kids come in and can't hold a pencil. Well, absolutely. I think that's, a line, that's the line that's being crossed. Uh, or they can't there, run a hundred yard dash or yeah, do a pull up. Yeah, yeah. There's not enough old school when you can't hold a pencil, right? Because no matter what we do, pencil and piece of paper is always going to be around. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I mean, granted, you're not going to use it every day. Sure. But if you can't hold a pencil, you got a problem. Or like you said, run a. I mean, because when I was a kid, I lived outside. Just I lived right. there. I, I was nowhere else but there. And I've told Jenny, like I, I'm, I want to buy you know some acreage a little bit outside of the Metroplex and have a little cabin off the grid type thing to where I can take my daughter out there on weekends and just teach her how to build a fire and like right, right. Yeah. and like and like those things just because it's like I don't know there's something about it that is but but I also yeah, but, but, I'm not gonna lim- but, a, I, but I'm not going to limit her advancement right and it's all about moderation right yeah. in, in all aspects if, that's true it, it, it is if they're, out, if they're outside all the time not doing their homework they're out on the out on the creek yeah. fishing uh, they're not going to advance and socially they need to be adept in those things yeah. because the social circles are going to require that for you to be involved socially yeah. I mean with our daughter and and we're going through the do we want Instagrams do we want the Snapchats and the things that can be done on that but they've got to have a whole other topic yeah, isn't that's, it? Oh, oh, give me a third shot on that thing. <laughs> you can't help but wonder how how our dads felt about like keyboards oh yeah same when way. kids Absolutely. are yeah learning how to type and it's like <laughs> what are you doing that for where's that gonna go and like we don't that's the thing like we we can connect the dots backwards but we can't connect them forward we don't know whether or not we're all gonna be using touch screens and pencils will be obsolete right, right. but I'm, I'm pretty sure they've been around for like how long all Absolutely. of humanity yeah it's probably going to keep being but and here, the next generation it's all about us being parents and being involved in the kids lives and not allowing a situation to get to the point you can't literally pick up a pencil pay mm. attention enough to know when it is i'll tell you this here's what's interesting i was telling somebody the millennials and baby boomers are the people that are that are having that, that, that are at odds the most right like like it, it, it's millennials versus baby boomers really you know because millennials hate the baby boomers baby boomers hate the millennials right yeah. but here's what's interesting them two have the most in common of any generation ever they're exactly the same dang people. It's just a different era. And that's what's interesting because they are. The baby boomers are what moved America forward right. uh, with ingenuity, technology advances, and in their way. And they were the biggest workforce there was. They were they were the most entrepreneurship generation we've ever right, had. Right, absolutely. What, do you, what is a millennial? The largest workforce, the biggest entrepreneurship, the most pushing back against. I mean, I go baby boomers. Y'all, y'all were y'all were the the lead of everything in seventies, correct? Right. That was right. the most hippiest time in the world. Y'all talk about these millennials these days being the hippie. Y'all, what were y'all? Y'all were the same. Like y'all were literally millennials and baby boomers are the same person. That's why they don't get along. They're both a type. They're they're strong willed and they they do things. And look, the baby boomers moved our generation, moved our world further. That's they, they I were. Appreciate that you talking course. so good about me. That's old. Folks. You're not quite. A, you're, you're not. No, no, no. You're, you're the generation in between. Nobody talks about exactly. <laughs> uh, but the millennials are next with that, and they're moving things forward. 
And yeah, we're going. We can go through our little seventies time as well. I mean, it all does. But at the end of the day, they're so much like they don't get they they, they right. butt heads. And if they would realize that they've got so much common ground, they could really do things great. And I think that we've got to make sure as parents is to walk that line and watch it and and know that you know kids need to know how to Be hold involved. a pencil. They need to know how to hold a pencil. You know, um, they really do. And and in the little bit old school, new school is a great thing. Um, you know, but but I, I like this one. I, I, it's shocking to me that a kid can't hold a pencil. Um, that that that's a little extreme, I believe. But as Brian uh, gets older, there's going to be a lot of things that shock you, buddy. Prob- <laughs> yeah, that's true. I better get ready, right? All right, we're going to be back in the second segment of Second Shot here in just a minute. He's a suit and tie kind of guy with deep southern roots. Heath Oaks hosts more of Second Shot coming up on RNCN. Hear ye, hear ye. Great news for all of you guys. Colonial Life is hiring some salespeople from all over the country. No matter where you are in the United States of America, if you're looking for a sales career, if you want to just learn more about what Colonial Life does, send an email to mbeltran at colonialife.com. M-B-E-L-T-R-A-N at colonialife.com. We'll get you set up with the right people you need to talk to and see if maybe if you're going to win that job. If you're in the Metroplex area, great. If you're in St. Louis, great. We're going to have office there for you. M-B-E-L-T-R-A-N at ColonialLife.com and change your career today. Ready? Aim. Fire. Second Shot is back for another round on RNCN. You know, it would make my life complete if Monster would say they would sponsor us. <laughs> because I love my Monsters. It wouldn't be good for your blood pressure. It's not, no. <laughs> now, Scott was the one that that, that, that come, walked into the office that day on me when, whenever my, my almost your had a heart attack. Was about three shades of red. Yeah, when, that was when I had to get on blood pressure. Uh, when, yeah, when did you have a heart attack? When so it, was, it was 16. Five, uh, I, was, I was 20. 21. I was 21. 21. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I fell out in my office there. I was... I was five points from a heart attack. Really? Yep. Oh, wow. I never heard about that. Yep. Scott was the one that came in, and uh, I've been on blood pressure medicine ever since and had to watch it in my heart in a bad way. I mean, I was it's – a, it's a very heavily family gene. Right, right. Yeah, um, yeah. No, you had said that. And we, yeah. But from then on, you could tell. done good since then, though. Well, yeah. I mean, well, we were broke. We were barely surviving. We were <laughs> what was to, there to be worried about? Yeah, exactly. I mean <laughs> – we were trying to figure out how to pay the bill the next week, and every every day was trying to figure out the next day. I was sleeping on couches, and yeah, it was not. It, it was a very stress free time. How do we coordinate this account? <laughs> yeah, you need enrollers. Yeah, <laughs> we didn't know what we were doing. I we, can't. I can't say I'm surprised. Heath Oaks, the Oaks family is kind of. You guys play big, man. You play yeah. hard. Yeah, you bring your A game every day. That's how it goes. Well, all we, right? we had no other choices. <laughs> Yeah. It was either that or nothing. It was, so. it was that or nothing at all. That's yeah. right. Let's go bigger. or we won't have a home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally. I didn't. I was sleeping on couches. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'll tell you this. This second headline, is, 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 is a, it's one of those uh, feel-good redemption type stories, I think, yeah, as well. Kind of like our we're redemption story from, from it all again. What, what, what we got, Zach? Yes. Amazon is buying Ring, a business that was run, once rejected on Shark Tank. For anybody who doesn't know, Ring is a smart home doorbell service. It's a doorbell with a camera on it. Anytime somebody rings your doorbell, you get a notification on your phone that you can see exactly what's going on. You can see the front of your, front of your door, who's standing there, what they're doing, and you can exchange with this person back and forth. Uh, Amazon agreed to buy this company that makes smart doorbells. And this is intriguing because 
Ring was rejected on Shark Tank for Ring CEO and founder Jamie Siminoff. Achieving such success wasn't easy. There was a time he couldn't get an investment on ABC's Shark Tank and figured his company was going broke for sure. Now he's getting bought by Amazon. How much do they buy him for, does it say? Ooh, that's a good question. Let me see if I can figure that out. You guys talk amongst you yourselves. Like I'll punch back in on it. Do, do you know what Ring is? Yeah, no, 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 no. I think it's a great concept. I've got Ring. Do you, do you have it? Oh, no, absolutely. Well, my wife... We're still looking for electricity in but, Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, that's all banner flying look, overhead. Of, I'm, almost, I'm almost convinced that we've got something on repeat that just makes Amazon drop off five packages a day at five different times there at our house. My wife swears it's a repeat. It's not her really doing it, but like, Amazon... The, the Amazon drivers know us. We know who they are because yep, yep. there's so many of them all the time. And obviously in Dallas and stuff with Ring is, you know, it's a very big – it's a good thing because it, it helps detour people from stealing packages off your porch. Yeah, no, no I think it's a good concept and, yeah. and good for them for not giving up. Oh, yeah. After they were told no. It looks like they were rumored to be purchased just over a over billion dollars with a B. Billion that, dollars. That's rough. That's <laughs> a hard knock life. Over a billion dollars for a doorbell. My, my opinion changes just a little bit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> With those additional yeah, don't, don't three you, zeros at the end. I, I but you, that's good for them. You know, they deserve it. Is, it. They, they deserve did it. something that I guarantee you that cause, because if you think about it before it, it all being a thing now, it, it's one of those that goes, you probably go, it was kind of like Uber, you know, Mark Mark Cuban and them turned down Uber because right. he said that will never happen. And you know what? I, before it happened, I can see, yes, there's so many. Yeah. There were so many roadblocks in the way for that thing to happen. The chances of it happening were not good. Ring is a similar thing. Like, who's going to spend the money to put a video camera on their doorbell? Like, you know, who wants to reinvent a doorbell? It's been around forever. Yeah, well, and, they, and the, after being told no, didn't they take another step and kind of advance oh, the technology no. Oh, it's been a little no bit over, as well? Oh, yeah. yeah it's been, they, they were told no, and they were stupid over and over, and it was hard for them to get money. Yeah, but they didn't give up. Nope. They didn't give up, and, that, and that's the thing. You know, that, a lot of respect for those guys. Yeah, because how many? How many? Shark Tank was probably what fortieth or fiftieth yep. opportunity or place they had gone oh, yeah, to, to raise money. And they kept going and going. They believed in themselves. They believed in the product, and they kept going until they made a success. For yay for them. You know, and and. and <laughs> And you want to cut me in? <laughs> yeah, give me a little percentage of it to be okay. You know, my thing—it's like, uh, who cares what everybody else says? If you got your idea that you think is crazy and you're told it's crazy, run with it. Absolutely. To heck with them. Absolutely. You know, go, 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 do it. Like, like, you be weird. I mean, how many times have people looked at us and said, "Hey, what y'all are doing is crazy." Hey, remember, remember. We'd only been, oh, that's we'd what been together about, about, about to say a couple the same months. Thing. Yeah. And, it, and you're going to a meeting that I wasn't invited to. because The best thing that ever happened was that Scott was not at this meeting, Zach. What meeting? Hands down, there was a meeting. We were five months in the business, and, we're, and, and Scott wasn't there, and I was there. And Scott and I had already written our business plan in that we were going to do a million dollars in that first year. Okay? Yeah. Now, we didn't know that that was a very... Uh, that's just maybe, a process. Yeah, maybe, just a process. Maybe one percent of the people have ever done that in one year. We did not know this, so but we drew it out. We laid out our plan. We knew we were going to do a million dollars. Yep. So we needed to recruit this yep. many people by this date. We yep. needed to get them trained, developed, and lead to this. And we had it all lined out perfectly. I go to this meeting. Scott wasn't there, and this guy standing up there. He's their guest speaker, talking about how great he's done, and he's been there a couple of years doing six hundred thousand. And I remember going, "Oh my God, we got this thing wrong." Like, yeah. we don't know. We don't know. This you came into the office. You looked pale. I did. Because it was just right there. The <laughs> meeting was. was here in Dallas. Yeah. 
And I come back and I said, Scott, we got this thing wrong. We're doing, we're, we're not doing something right. This isn't real expectations because right. they got the, this expert up there talking, uh-huh. been doing it years and not doing the million dollars. So you How, think you're setting yourself up for failure? Yeah, I'm Perhaps. like, we, we can't do it. We got to rethink about it. this. Isn't because we didn't know much about this world. Sure. We, we come from another. Scott looked at me point blank face said, Heath, we're doing a million dollars. We've already laid out. We we the ma- the numbers are the numbers, and we went back through them. I go, you know, I guess you're right. Yeah. You know, were but, we willing to do the numbers? Yeah, were, were we really willing to do the steps it took to get there? We and, didn't know what we didn't know, right? And we and if it wasn't for that meeting, if it wasn't for Scott not being there, because being in that environment could have talked you out of it too, because right. it was the way the environment was, and then this expert and all these things. So you know. Uh, all of these things that look like we can't do that, and to go back in, in the reality of Scott doing, and, then, and in that first year, I could have defined what we what we considered success. Yeah, was. they were defining what we considered successful exactly, and come back in that first year, we did one point three million, um, and so you know, the same thing with ringing them. Somebody could define to them that that can't work or can work, but they kept going and right. forging through themselves. In mm-hmm. You know, and, and and with our opportunity, and with you and I at that point too was. It wasn't just as much about us believing as we had no other choice. Right, right, absolutely. Well, we had a responsibility as well. Yes. From the standpoint of if we we're going to bring somebody a part of our agency, we had to teach them these things, and this is going to be the results. Yep. Otherwise, we're selling a dream. Yep. And we're all about educating on the, on the reality of you'll go to work. If you'll do these steps, the way we teach you on a consistent basis, this is going to be a result. So there was nothing. Either we were – Either we were stupid ourselves or ignorant upon we, – we were, we were either – Well, we our, were ignorant. Our, our system was either dead wrong or we were going to hit a million. We were there. ignorant, but here's what we had, Zach. We had each other that pushed each other to say it was. And that's what you got to do right now. If you take a look at your life, who are you surrounded? Are you surrounded by the ones that are pushing you to do something more, to go bigger, think bigger? You know, and it's like we were talking the other day, and, right. and, and I want to slap you in the face through the phone. Or you talking about, well, I don't know. I, I can. That's a really big thing you're talking Yeah, I'm going big, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I was talking about crazy numbers of stuff, dude, and you're going, well, I can't. No, bull. We're well, going that you talk high. about it, it's an environment. It I mean, is. we've talked over the last six years. It's as all our, about environment. As, as ours environments have gone different directions. Yep. And, and the power of an environment and the power of people around you, what they're saying, because odds are you're going to be able to do what people say you can do. Yep. And so are you around people that say, I can, I can do a million? Or yep. am I around people saying, please do 300,000? And you're talking about the environment and those things. It's like with Jeff today. You know, we, we I took Scott by to see uh, one of the guys that Scott hired a long time ago in the business is, is with us, and he has an agency in Fort Worth, and he's killing it, doing a great job. Um, and uh, I went by there, and, and he was on fire to see Scott, and it was good timing. And, and you know, and, and we get out of there, and Scott's like, man, he's just on fire. he got things rolling, office full of people, and it's just amazing it, that, you know, he, I mean, it's, it's Jeff is talented and all, and, you know, he knew that, but he just, what everything's doing well, and it's just that environment. You walked in that office and felt his oh, environment. It was, it was incredible. Palpable as you walked in. Yeah. It's called the buzz. The yeah. buzz. He's got the buzz. He's got the buzz. And it, and it took a lot of work to get there. Yeah. And it took a lot of belief to get there. Yep. And, and, and he went through some hard times as well. Yep. Along the way. But it is, that, you know, you've got to change your environment if you ever want to get to that level and think big enough. Don't you think? I mean, in, in all seriousness, it is. You are you are, you know. Scott and I were talking about it the other day. You know how the sleepless nights we had, but they were good sleepless right, nights. Right. Our minds weren't. Were, our minds were racing nonstop with. What are with, we doing to take them to the next level versus level. worrying about what am I going to do to get out of this hole? Yes. Because all we had to like it was such a fun like non sleeping time. Yeah. You know your mind races nonstop, and and we were able to come in there and fueling each other with it, and and. 
and, and all those things. And I feel sad for the people that get stuck around people that don't fuel their fire and then they don't make a choice to get out of that situation. Right, right. But it's a comfort zone. It is, absolutely. And so you got to be able to get out of your comfort zone. And I'm speaking to myself yeah. at, at the same time because, you know, environments can change. And yep. Some can be good, some can be bad. But uh, you got to be willing to get out of that comfort zone and out of that environment. Otherwise, there isn't going to be a change. you got to be willing to go to different environments to meet different people for that, too. Right. You know what I mean? That's, that's, that's the key. And 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 I'm not I'm not I mean I'm not preaching it. I'm just saying that's in general like you do. And and I looked at it the other day and it's like you know if I want to if I want to um, be at this level or that level, you know where where am I at to and who am I around and, and what am I trying to be around to do that? You know it's all to myself as well. Right. I get in comfort zones. I, you know, um, and, and and I've gone through my up and downs. I go through this really. I get bored because I've, I'm I'm in the comfort zone. And then I got to figure out a way to get out of it. Yeah, so what I do you do? What do you, you, I know you, you. There are things you, you do, purposeful actions. Yes. Because we're both big about purposeful actions. Yep. What do you do to get yourself out of that, out of that mood, out of that environment? Um, well, I, I constantly, I, well, I immediately change my routine starting at the very beginning of the day. Whatever I'm doing at that time is that I've gotten out of getting up in the morning, meditating, or reading a book in the morning, um, and all that. So I change my my time to get up 15 minutes earlier, throw my time clock off. Um, I, I I constantly feed myself. I don't. You're not. I'm not in the car ever listening to anything besides a podcast or a book, an audio book, that is me learning something and growing. Um, I believe in. I, I love educating myself. I love growing and learning. Like when I get my pilot's lessons because I was bored, right. and so that that learning sparked me in all areas of my life. So so for somebody who who's listening and saying, hey, I I need to make the change. Where do I start? Where do you where do you recommend for somebody to get a start? Fifteen minutes earlier in your day, set your alarm clock fifteen minutes earlier. And do those, what? Read a book, listen to a podcast. Um, in your driving time, download motivational podcasts, educational podcasts, and instead of listening to the radio, listen to that. Start feeding your mind with things um, that are different than what you're feeding your mind with currently, and you'll slowly start seeing your way there. It obviously can go really far, but we, maybe we can get. Um, into a little bit of that on the third segment, um, maybe we get into some of those purposeful actions. But it is, I mean, it is key. You've got to change that deal and make some consequences. But I, I, I look at this and, and, and go, you know, I'm proud of them. They, they kept going when the odds were stacked against them, when it looked like an industry that shouldn't be changed, shouldn't be evolved, it's a doorbell. Absolutely. And they evolved it at all. Like now, everything, there's a lot of them now. And they all follow the ring. Yep. And that's one everybody well, knows. The, 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 there'll be a day here shortly where you're the odd man out if you don't have Oh, yeah, a ring absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you pretty much already are. You know, I mean, you're not having a ring and, you know, only LinkedIn. I mean, you're already an odd man out. <laughs> yeah, now. No, 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 it kind of scares me a little bit. Maybe we'll come back on this third segment and teach Scott a little bit about social media. How about that? How about that? <laughs> we'll be back in a minute for the third segment, the second shot. Yeah, Snapchat that real quick. <laughs> Now that's what I call ignorance on fire. More of Second Shot with Keith Oaks still to come. You guys have been listening to Second Shot and hearing us talk about it. You need to go pick up my book, Ignorance on Fire, A Journey of Felling Your Way to Success. You can get it on Amazon in a paper book. You can also hear this beautiful voice of mine in audiobook style on Audible or anywhere you're going to get your audiobooks. Guys, this book took a lot of time to put into it, and I believe it can really be some life-changing stuff to help you on your path to success. And hopefully you're going to fail your way to success just like I did. Ignorance on Fire, A Journey of Felling Your Way to Success. Amazon.com, Audible.com, audiobooks, paper books, everything. Get it, share 
with your people, and I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Go pick it up today. Kick off your boots or suit up. The choice is yours. Welcome back to Second Shot on RNCN. Doesn't doesn't Zach's voice sound so like radio like a spot? You know, welcome back to you know his his voice is a good radio voice. Isn't oh, it, it is it's good. Yeah. And then, then they see the face. It's so, yeah. so no no no. <laughs> well, First it, time I've met Zach, well, so I can't be too hard yet. But then it comes into my voice that is so not refined and so not like perfect like Zach's. And when here's what's funny is Zach's is a Midwestern. I mean, it's kind of Midwest because he has no accent, but he's from right. Houston. Ain't that crazy? Well, it's Houston. Yeah, <laughs> you guys, you guys are ha ha, ha Scott. Yeah, you chuckle at Scott brought jokes. He, yeah. did you hear? Yeah. Yeah. He did. He Scott did. brought jokes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he no, thinks he's funny. Uh, oh God. All right, how do I recover from that? Yeah, thank you. You guys are a couple of sweethearts. Uh, yeah, born in Houston. Parents are from Michigan. I, I swear that has something to do with that. Yeah, I, yeah, I just, think so too. That I probably does. Yeah, yeah. That Canadian and Puerto Rican roommate in college, so that drove a little bit of the Southern accent out of me. But yeah, how do you think that did? <laughs> Like, oh, I thought you were going to act like you had like a Puerto Rican accent or something. Yeah. I was like, what are you talking about? Oh, no, it just drove it right out of me. Yeah, you just don't sound redneck. Um, <laughs> that Canadian, you start dropping the boots before exactly. you know it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. No, I don't know. I'm not good at it. Muy, muy bueno, eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually funny. All right, uh, so, I so had... on the third segment, we usually take some emails, but we're running short this week because you guys didn't send us a whole lot of them. So third, uh, second shotcast at gmail.com. Um, send us anything, headlines, questions, you know, um, you know, the world is your oyster. Send it to a second shotcast at gmail.com. Um, but Zach had some stuff he wanted to kind of talk about on this segment. I did, yeah. If we don't have any emails, we have nothing to talk about. Every once in a while, I get, I get the opportunity to pose a question. And this is one I've been sitting on for a while. I'm like, Heath Oaks can help me this with this. This is very yeah. scary to me. No, it's no, no, no. no. This... right now because he's been sitting no, on you, this. Your face is getting a little bit red. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I, I, here, here's what it is. When I was When I was younger, when I was in high school, when I was in college, I felt like I had a long fuse people would get frustrated about something temperamental throw a tantrum and i was always just cool cool hand zach mm-hmm. not a problem and before i know it suddenly i figured out like it's totally the opposite and i, I when i'm at work it's okay but like when i'm at home and something frustrates me if i can't figure something out on my phone i'm like oh i want to freak out i want to throw it at a wall like i can't i can't stand it and, I'm, and I'm, i'll throw this little temper tantrum and get angry and it's totally not worth it. And I get to the end, and I'm like, "What am I doing? This doesn't even like why? Why? Why am I flipping out about this?" But it still happens. I still do it, and I feel like the older I get, the worse it gets. And it's it's this, it's become this quality that I can't stand about myself. And I don't know why I, I've become this way. And I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's getting older or or what. And so I was just gonna ask if you guys have any experience in this about being patient and getting frustrated, and how I can just figure figure something out here because I'm dying. Well, are you? I mean, you're talking about just like laughing over there (laughs) because he knows me. I'm I'm not. No, I mean, I used to be a yeller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, used to be. That's a good start. Yeah. And and patience is probably my my biggest struggle. Yeah. Um, I'm not a very patient person. Um, I expect everything to be done now, fast. Um, yesterday and and whatnot. So patience is a big struggle of mine. So with yours though, Zach, when you talk about it, is it stuff of just a um um. Just like when you can't figure something out, you, you get frustrated with it, or I mean, or is it a constant? Like, does it? Do you think it stops you from doing something? No, it's always it's minor stuff. It's yeah. never big picture. It's never like work or relationship stuff. It's always like I can't like for some reason an email won't send on my phone or something, and it's just like a snap. Like it's just immediate anger. Like just an eruption over little things. The big stuff is okay. I can. I that's fine. But like. 
It's yeah, it's usually when I'm at home, I'm alone, and like nobody can see me, and that's when it's the worst. Well, then so, you're yeah, doing really know. good. Yeah, no. like I think that's awesome. <laughs> to stand up and applaud. Yeah, I mean you're killing it, dude. Really, yeah. no, because oh, here's yeah, the thing. Bit... Well, because here's the thing is, you're not gonna be able to fix everything there is. It's 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 what you always got to do is always stuff that is like we talked about a while ago. Everything in moderation, right? So so everybody's gonna have their patience issues here and there. Yeah, it is when it is something that it consumes on all aspects of your life that impedes you from moving forward, right? So. If it impeded you in every aspect of your life, if you were a difficult person to work around because of that here, blah, 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 all those things, you know, you got to work on those to get better. But in my opinion, I would say that that is not something that that um, that is impeding you in any way. It's going to have to come out at some point. So it's a small percentage of what you do. Yeah. That's okay. You're great. Right, right, right. It's restraint. Yeah. We're in industries, both of us, we have to have restraint. We've uh-huh. got to be able to control what we say, our demeanor, how we're affected by what other people say. We've got to have restraint. But you can't always be restrained. Well, so the it, fact that you can you can hold it in until you're alone yeah. and it's something small, it's probably not even the fact that you're getting upset over one of these technology Snapchat deals that you got to figure out yeah. on the yeah. phone. It's uh, it's 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 it's, it's releasing, releasing some things from earlier in the day. Some people go to the gym and, and grunt really hard working out to release that. Everybody's got to release it somehow. Yeah, I guess you're, you're doing true. it in a very good route. And it's funny because that you talk about that. That's what a lot of us strive for. We should, a lot of these people will get on these hardcore kicks, including myself. On, on this fixing this one thing all the way going all the way so for instance um, there was a, a book there's a book called 10% um, happier um, by uh, oh he's a he's a news bot he's a news guy I good morning know. American like weekend yeah. uh, Dan Harris I think I just got done reading the book 10% happier what I love about it number one he's a phenomenal writer he's so witty it's really good um, and he talks about how he went down this meditation route and that you know meditation you know you're supposed to be striving for for enlightenment, right? right, the, right. the full enlightenment at the end. And and what he did was he went from this guy that you know at like 26 was making it on national ABC, made AB got a job at ABC National News at like 26, 27. So he was really good. To then when he got on that kick hardcore, he kind of lost his drive at work and his stuff wasn't better. You know, and he's like, oh my god, what's this moderation? So he went back to it and he, what he realized at the end was is because he kept chasing this enlightenment thing when he got on that kick, he realized you know what. I like my meditating, you know, 20, 30 minutes a day, um, and I am, I'm 10% happier. I'm, I'm, and people stay, right. I'm, I'm better to be around. That's not bad. That, that's good. Not, well, but that's what he figured out. When he was going down that path, he was going this full-blown enlightenment thing, which made him more unhappy because his work was suffering because he was too laid back and right. not driven, right? And so that's what I go back to, Zach. I think about it, we do all the time, is there's not this, we don't have to go this swing right, swing left pendulum. Ten, be 10% better. You know, like, like, like your thing, you're good. Like that's, that, that's the spot I would want that release to happen. I I guess that's a good way to look at it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like like if it impeded your work and you were the the person nobody want to be around, you know, maybe you got to move that. And that's what I think, you know, everything from people get on these diet fads to all these things. Look, move it 10%. If you know that you um, have a problem at breakfast time eating horrible, look, Make it a, one positive effort to not, like, eat bad at breakfast. That's it. Right, right, right. And, and then, you know what? 9, 10, 12 months around the road, you'll probably uh, change it 10% yeah, more of that. And probably more likely to keep make that habitual. Well, you will. Because it's not a big change. Not massive. It's a little bit, little, little changes. Yeah, and that's what he found out in that book when he talked about 10% happier. Is he, he, he became less happier as he went, tried to go full-blown with it and realized, you know what? I, I'm better. 
why not stay here, right? Right. Next thing is you don't have to change everything about yourself, you know? Yeah. Like, if you think there's something there with it, you go, you always look at them and go, I don't need this massive overhaul. Like, a massive overhaul is not what... So it's all right not being perfect. Yes. But here's the thing is, there's too many people these days. And look, th- this thing that everybody, every, every one of you got to do, including all myself is, be careful who you listen to. You don't need to just take somebody, just because on Instagram they're posting a picture in front of a Lamborghini that they probably rented from their buddy. They're in debt to their eyeballs. They don't make any money, but they're trying to act like they're a success guru. You go spend $300 and buy their course, and, and they, they ain't teaching them but crap because they've never really lived it. Right. There's way too many ways to find out the truth about people, including myself. If you're listening to this podcast, Google me. Dig into me. You will do it. It's all out there. I've got, I'm an open book. Okay, I'm not going to tell you what I do. I'm not going to talk about things that I don't have experience in knowing. I'm just not going to do that. Right. I'm going to be way too real with you. Um, you've got to do that. You cannot be taking advice and following these people that are preaching this one thing that really haven't done anything. You know that 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 they're you know they're worth a hundred million dollars and their parents gave them fifty million of it. And you know, I mean, yeah, if if, if my parents gave me fifty million, I'm going to be worth a hundred. I better be worth a <laughs> yeah, hundred yeah. million <laughs> exactly. um, very quickly as well. You know what I mean? So. You got to be careful about who you're listening with, and all you got to do is Google them and look them up. Don't just blindly follow into that. And that's what this thing is: is if anybody tells you these drastic things you do, they're full of crap. The heat that I like, I always say, you know, when I made a comment and I, I told my wife, I said, "Yeah, if Brian never comes home with that little heat, I'm gonna kill him." She's like, "You're like a good father. You're a good husband. Like, you're, what are you talking?" About? I go, "It depends. The 19 year old Heath or the 27 year old Heath. Them are two totally different <laughs> people. The 19 year old Heath, he better stay outside." 27-year-old Heath, I hope, he, I, hope, I hope she marries him. I really do. Um, and, but that was a journey. That was, that was a long period process of me changing and evolving and maturing as a person. And it was one 10% step after 10% step after 10% step to happier that that happens. Too many times today, everybody gets caught up in these diet fads and things. Those don't work because right. it's not sustainable. you got to slowly change a little bit as you go because overall – exercising more and eating a little bit better is how it is but i'm not going to cut out my chicken fried steak every now and then it ain't happening i love chicken fried steak well you're okay? only human <laughs> I, I, you know what I, mean? Yeah, I mean yeah i'm not going to cut all that stuff out for it but you know what i do i make a lot of really poor choices on a regular basis that don't that i don't care enough about that i can make those slow changes to slowly become a better eater and you know what happens is that actually sticks long term because it is not a fad you know so i tell you jack you know i would find something else if i was you to be working on personally because i would say that that is not something that is you know overrunning your life and if it is 10 percent, which is good advice yeah Yeah. it's a small change the book by the way is 10 10 percent happier 10 percent happier by dan harris you were so close i think you said dan harris yeah yeah, Yeah. i did actually i think yeah yeah it's a really good book i I, I like it and it's the overall aspect but it is i I think the 10 percent move is what people got to um, start to because nothing happens overnight. Nothing is fast. If it's fast, it's not going to last. Yeah. And you know that's something you always got to remember. If it's fast, it won't last. Yeah, it, it, it it's impossible for that to happen. Would you agree with that? I would. I would. And it it and, and you can't expect the results too quickly yep. either. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's you can't make too big a too big a change. But I also realize you may see the results you're wanting yep. may take a little bit longer than you hope for. But if it's the right path, keep on down it, 
and 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 the results will come. I'm just I'm impatient about being impatient. <laughs> right. Yeah, but yours is not a, a big uh, like you, it's only a very small part of your life there. So it's I don't, true. Yeah, that's no, not you're, you're stopping right. you from achieving something you want. You need to work on find something that is stopping you from wanting what you're wanting. So and so here's another aspect to look at when you do want to make something better in your your life of it all is one of the things we've done is this IDI these testings you know and and and, and you're all over this graph and and I'm always one of those I want to know what's right and what's wrong right. and they're like nothing's right or wrong. If you're low right. here or high here, none of it matters. Yeah, but you, but 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 so and so is over here and he's yeah. having success and he's really high in this category. What do I got to do to be, yeah. be but, high in this? But category? the way that they explained to me, which is great, that I loved, is goes. Look, here's the thing: is we had to write down what we wanted our legacy to be, and what they said was only thing that matters about being low and high on these dots is if something is low where it should be high that doesn't match what your legacy is needs to change. <laughs> so what you want your legacy to be, okay? If it ain't got nothing to do with patience, right? Who cares if you're low, right? But if your patience is you want people to know you cared about them, but your empathy is low, right? you better work on it. So match up what you want your thought to be, that your legacy to be, with what you need to work on personally. Does that make sense, Zach? Yeah. So, so if what you want people to remember you by... If you're not strong, if you have weaknesses in that, that's what you got. That's what's most important, because it comes back. You have to work on you first. You can't work on anybody till you work on you, mm-hmm. and you can't go out there and make these drastic changes and think you can do it all overnight. You're setting yourself up for failure. What do you want your legacy to be? If you were dying and somebody was reading something about you, does that match up with what your life is? That's where the issue comes into play. That's where the changes have to be made. So in mine, for instance, it was interesting because. Um, my uh, consensual was really low. And what, what consensual means is that basically, because I wanted my legacy to be, I wanted somebody to say that, you know, Heath invested in me when nobody else did. Right. Heath, believe, Heath made me believe I was better than I was. Heath helped me without wanting in return. He didn't, like, I wanted, I want to be known as somebody that helped you without expecting something. Right, I wanted right. to be a genuine. But you genuine, wanted to take the first step and tell him versus listen. Well, so, so when I, I was low in consensual, right? And consensual means... You just answer the question for somebody or something, right? Like you, or or you, or you, you. Uh, for instance, um, I know it's a smart thing to do to get everybody's input, but I already know the answer, so I'm gonna ask everybody, right. and then I'm just gonna lead them to, I'm gonna lead them to my answer, right? So I really didn't care about their opinion, <laughs> right. but I was gonna do it because I knew it was the right thing to do. Yeah, that's what I did, and I didn't realize that. So in this thing, when that was it, the reason why I decided to work on consensual first and foremost, because it didn't. If you're low and consensual, it doesn't mean you're going not going to be successful. But that did not line up with my legacy. Right. That lines up with a selfish person that no, doesn't I care when about. When we were them. going through that training, it was crazy. Yeah. It was it was the most awesome thing in the world, and I think that's what we do a lot of today. You worry about what somebody in the world says this has to be or that has to be versus what you want. You need to write down your legacy. What do you want people to say about you? Take a look at your life with a microscope and go, what doesn't line up? You can't look at anybody else's because nobody else has the exact same legacy you want. And so whatever doesn't line up, work on it. And look, be 10% better. Yep, just a little increments. 10% better. That, that's all you have to do. Yeah. Don't listen to these people that they say you got to go change and overhaul everything. If you change that 10% thing and you become better and you're seeing those strides marching, next thing you know, you're 60% better and didn't even want to, didn't even realize it. Would you agree? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, we've seen a change 
ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. We, we've grown. To go back and look, I mean, it's about 10 years ago, right about this time, yep. when we got together and to see the little changes we each made. Yep. And, and also see little changes we didn't make. Yep. I mean, personally, to go back and look at, you know, I knew I should have worked on it and see some of the, the benefits of what I did and also some of the things I was resistant to. To think about where I can go, but I can't go back and say, "Hey, I can't change the yeah. past, but I you can can't start, I can change the future." You cannot let those things halt you on your decisions now, moving forward right. with it. Um, I just don't want us to be caught up in this everything overnight thing. Nothing is overnight. There's a lot of people put a lot of things in, and and I think the ten percent happier concept yeah. is is a is a great way to look at things and think that move the needle ten percent. You know. Eat a little bit better for breakfast. To heck with everything else. Get that habit down. Let it start fueling over. You Why know do you keep looking at my belly when you're talking about that? What? Well, I, I'm actually talking about it. <laughs> What's funny We're is we're gonna I'm, go do dinner now. I gotta. Have, I gotta eat ten percent. I'm less. actually talking right. about it by, for myself because the worst that I my decisions I make are for breakfast, hands down. And I know if I start if I don't start changing that one, it's if I change that one, I think it'll change my decisions throughout the day. But my, my my breakfast decisions are bad. I really I wake up starving almost, and I'm like eat really bad. It's the most know. important meal of the day. But I know I got I, you know what guys I got kind of off on a tangent there I believe. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I appreciate the advice really, both of you. Thank you. So thank you a lot. Yeah, you give me a little thing about. It. Yeah, I hope I answered your question. I just took I off on a did. rant. No, okay. no, no, yeah, yeah. Kind of felt I like an SNL it. skit. Yeah, deep, that was like one of those thoughts with Jack Handy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what we call the third deep thoughts with Heath Oaks. <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah. yeah, but it is, guys. I'm, uh, don't you're perfect how you are. You only want to. You only need to change what you feel like you need to change. Don't let anybody tell you any different. Um, and and sometimes you have to believe in somebody else's belief in you before you can believe in your own self. And you got to just make the ten percent changes. Yeah. See what doesn't line up. Change what needs to line up with you personally. To hell with what everybody else says. To hell with all of them that don't want things or that want to try to discourage it. Do you be you? You're perfect. You're great. Nobody. It doesn't matter what anybody else says, and and that that's the absolute truth. Yeah, and that's powerful. You keep looking at me, waiting for me to jump in, and I'm like, no, no, you're preaching to me, buddy. Oh, I'm uh, <laughs> and you're preaching to me, and, I, and it's words that are, I mean, powerful, and and being able to take the time to just listen. Yeah, and and that's another thing folks need to be able to do is just sit back and listen when when somebody is talking to you. Be smart enough to keep your mouth shut, listen, allow it to soak in, because that's, that's powerful stuff. Knowledge speaks and wisdom listens. I love that little saying. It's the first time you've ever said I had wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he didn't say directly you had yeah, wisdom. Yeah. He was just oh, saying, that's what oh, I good heard. job, Zach. Good job, Zach. <laughs> Zach got him back. Zach got him back. Ah, yes. Where can we find you at, Scott? <laughs> oh. LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Wow, that's a lot of stuff there. Mm. <laughs> you can find me at Heath Oset, Ignorance on Fire. Zach, you can find you on Twitter. Where at? Me? Yeah. Oh, gosh. Uh, at Apple Zackintosh. He's actually really funny. You got to go follow Very him. Very clever. Um, no, I'm not. I fine. love Thank you all. Me. Y'all keep rocking it. Peace.